There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode eight of season two of Krypton. Oh my gosh. So it feels like forever that <laughs> we've, we've done this and that we've jumped so far. But I mean, we don't have that much left. And so it's making me sad at the right. same time. Yeah, it really uh, is that we've had so much happen. And for the season to be almost over, it's yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's like, can we just get 20 episodes, please? Yes. It would make it so much easier. So I'm not sure if this played everywhere. So our little bit of news we're going to talk about. But I noticed that the commercials during this episode of Krypton, which is the first time I've seen this in a while, that there's going to be a purge event in the fall. And it said USA and Sci-Fi, which, as we know, was how they did the Purge series. Now, Steve and I, I don't think we ever had gotten any further information if it was actually coming back. But the way they were showing this, it seems like we're getting something. Right, yes. I believe that we did hear that, yes, they were going to bring it back for another event series instead of calling it season two. Right. And it's so weird because when I watched the commercial, I actually rewound it and watched who does that with commercials, right? It was super generic. It was just images of, you know, the masks and of course the like automated message about the purge. Right. So no information at all. No. Which is like, oh God, what the, what does this mean? Are we yeah. getting any of the same people? Are we going back in time, forward in time? Where does it fall in the purge universe? It's kind of crazy and i'm like i want to know right <laughs> give me more <laughs> so yes it's definitely something that i'm going to be tuning in for because the last series was actually it wasn't what i expected and i i was very happy about that right so because you know in the movies it's like all right you got two hours and there's a lot of killing and this had a story and i want to <gasps> know more so hopefully we're going to get something really good out of this and uh yes. I look forward to it. All right. Now, let's return to our other off-world here, right. where there's some killing happening. But <laughs> yes, um, why don't you hit me with some ratings news before we jump in? All right. Episode 8 brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.381 million viewers, making it the 68th overall cable show for the day. Much better ratings than the previous week. And uh, we've got Live Plus 7 for episode 4. It was 13th in viewers' percentage gain, going from 0.454 to 0.902 million viewers for an increase of 99%. That's good. Still good numbers in the Live Plus 7, yes. Yeah. 
I told you we're going to be bouncing back. Now, all of us nerds who were away at, like, the big Nerdvana, we're back. (laughs) I think a lot of people heard about that story that Cameron told. So they're like, hey, let's let's watch this guy. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's jump into episode eight, Mercy. Nissa and Sag receive help from Jaina and Dev as they set their sights on General Zod's fleet, making a surprising discovery. Bum, bum, okay, that was probably one of the best little synopsis that we've gotten from them in a while. Yes, absolutely. And we immediately open and go, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Because we see um, Seg and Lida walking through the Undercity. And they talked about people they pass, discussion about a, a servant of Rao and her boyfriend. I thought that this was Brainiac still kind of screwing with Seg. Okay. I could like have seen this, that happen. Yeah. Like this whole segment. Asleep, like, yeah. like he was before when we saw them together. Yep. That's what I thought this whole thing was. And that this was like a memory. Because, right. you know, it could have been at any point, especially when they're talking about um, Servants of Rao. I'm like, okay, so this is going back. Right. But they end up talking about their own relationship and how they could leave everything behind. Now, of course, Lida warns that her mother would hunt them down. And Seg vows that he would defend Lida from her mother. Yeah, right. Right. But then it was funny. He's like, yeah, I might only last like a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, later, we see Seg and Lyda take a skimmer to Kryptonopolis, and Seg assures her that they have the rest of their lives to figure out how they live. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, say what? Yeah. And wow, Kandor is this dark and dank place, and Kryptonopolis is bright and light. and Right. There's green because there's trees and stuff. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and so- I was shocked. Yeah, and Seg takes her up to an apartment, and you go, what the hell is going on here? I thought she had called it, like, something other than Kryptonopolis at first. Right. So I thought, I'm like, is this, like, some weird, like, sandals vacation place on Krypton? (laughs) Could be. But Seg tells Lida that Jaina gave him the bracelet for her binding. And And that's when I'm like, yeah, what? What? Well, huh? Where are we? When are we? Yeah. And he explains that he talked to her mom, and she helped him get his rank back and the apartment. And, you know, you see him pull his shirt off, and S is on his t-shirt. And I'm like, oh, okay, something's really screwing with Sag right now. Yes. <laughs> and now they can have it all just like Lida always wanted and proposes to her. And she immediately says yes, and they kiss. Yeah, and at this point, it's like, okay, yeah, we know this is not real. Yeah, it can't be real, because back in the fortress, Seg has the computer scanning for Brainiac, trying to find Jor. And of course, he doesn't find Brainiac, and Nyssa finally tells him to stop because his efforts are useless, and it would take a thousand cycles to track Brainiac down. Because that skull ship moves fast. Yes. Now, little Easter egg there as Seg is listing off the sectors. He mentions 2813. Okay. Which happens to be 
the sector that Green Lantern Corp is located in. Really? Yes. Oh. So, very tricky little Easter egg they dropped there. Aren't we supposed to be getting that, too? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Eventually. So, Seg insists that he has to do something, and Nissa tells him to face the truth that they've lost Jor. He apologizes for failing to keep his promise to keep Jor safe, and Nissa tells him that the three of them together felt too good to be true. That one hurt. Oh, gosh, yeah, it did. I'm just listening going, no, because he's not giving up. Why are you giving up? It's only been like a day. Yeah. And she promises to raz the universe before giving up on Jor. And she suggests that they talk to Val since he saw Brainiac's potential futures while in the Phantom Zone. We hear a wait. noise and... Sh- wait, 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 wait. I forgot he actually said that. So if he's seen something... Right. Then he never seen this? future is that what we're saying no i think what nissa is thinking is that yes because val was in there he may have saw some different futures where they may be able to locate where brainiac is oh see and i keep thinking about what adam said that there's like a wall and like nothingness and i'm and again, I'm still pissed at Lobo because he's not anywhere right now. Right. <laughs> now, of course, the noise ends up being Dev and Jaina who come in to find out what's happened. And before we get that story, we cut over to Doomsday. As Liss administers a drug to Doomsday, rendering him comatose again as he started to wake up. And apparently, Saad just doesn't seem to understand. It would not be good for him to be awake right now. Right. And of course, he comes in and tells her that her lack of progress is disappointing and invites Liz to walk with him, saying that you seem to be distracted. And she admits that she's worried what Brainiac is up to. And Zod says that they need to take control of Doomsday so they can use it to drive off Brainiac if he returns. Yeah, sure. That's the reason. Yeah. And Liz explains that They have to condition Doomsday to obey Zod, and the creature is immune to toxins. And Zod goes, oh, well, maybe not every toxin, because there happens to be one from another planet. Right. Anything in the known archives here. Right. But I have something from another planet. Say, Yeah. Yeah. Just happens to have something. Yeah. And it creates an alternate reality in the host's mind. Oh, really? And they walk into a room, and the Black Mercy is attached to Lyta. And you go, what the hell? I don't even know if I picked up my jaw yet. Yeah. (laughs) Because, okay, this one should have been like a video podcast, because I was like, what? I'm just sitting there. Like, as you're saying it now. Yeah. Jaw just dropped. Because, what? What? I don't understand what is happening. Right. And... Saad informs Liz that the lighter that died on Wegthor was a clone. Oh, now, you sly dog. <laughs> I'm like, do we believe that? Because I don't believe anything anymore that comes out of Zod's mouth. Exactly. But exactly. I'm thinking that, yeah, because later what we see that this definitely was the real Lyda. Right. And he's like, oh, I just reconditioned the clone. Yeah. <laughs> Would you really need to recondition the clone? Well, I guess well, you could. Well, I guess 
Because the clone's going to have the memories. Right. Up to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they kind of like, uh, I can't remember that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, where it's like, it'll remember up to where you kind of saved your memories. Right. So maybe if he saved it before everything that happened, it's like, okay, let's uh, let's kind of fix this now. Right. So we go back into the alternate reality that we now know is what Lida is dreaming or living, she thinks. And she's preparing for her binding and her mother comes to see her and she assures her daughter that she's more than ready and has never looked more like herself. And she gives her a garment representing the joining of the houses of El and Zod. Nice little thing that clips. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah, with each house's insignia on each end of the clips. It, it was. I, I'm like, oh, I wonder how many people are going to be cosplaying that. Right. Jaina tells her that Seg has the same strength and audacity as her dead husband, and Lyda assures her that she's happy. We go back to the fortress where Jaina expresses her sympathies when Seg and Nessa explain what happened, and Dev tells them that Zod has completed his first fleet of spaceships, and they're planning to send him to Wegdor for a final assault on the Rebellion. Oh, great. Yeah, especially seeing that the comms are down and they have no way to warn the rebels. And Dev warns that the only way to stop the Zod fleet is to destroy it. Of course, he goes on to mention that they have to break into Fort Roz. So we got... Sure, that'll be easy. The Sector, the Black Mercy, and now Fort Roz. Totally easy. Seg explains that, yes, he knows a way in, that he and Kim used to liberate various goods from the guilds and redistribute them to the rankless and use the tunnels under Fort Roz, where Zod's shipyards are. That was actually pretty sweet, the way he was yeah. explaining it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, you know, kind of sneak in there. Well, how close are the tunnels? Really close. Yeah. And when he shows him, you know, Jaina's face, like, are you serious? (laughs) How could you do that? So the quartet sneak into Roz and, of course, kill a passing squad of Sagittari, trying to be quiet. But no, one of them ends up firing a shot. And, of course, that alerts other guards. And we're in a bad spot where they're outnumbered. So Seg decides, well... The only way we're going to be able to do this is if I surrender, giving Jaina and Dev a chance to continue with the mission. And of course, as he's walking towards them, Nissa is panicking and joins him. I wasn't quite sure what the thought was there. I wasn't either. But I guess they figured that Seg wasn't doing it alone. Right. And, and of so course, that way yeah. they have a better shot of Dev and Jaina getting away. Right. Now we go back to Black Mercy where Liz is examining it and taking a sample and tells Zod that it's having a negative reaction to the extraction. Zod informs her that Lia has been the Mercy's host for months after she was troubled by the loss of SAG. Yeah, not so much. And Liz tells him that Mercy's negative reaction could prove fatal to Lida. And Zod orders her to proceed. He insists that Lyda's strength has been tested before and will be again. 
Yeah, because he doesn't care. No, but what a dumb move. Right? And I, okay, with the way everything played out, do you think Liz did what she did? Like to pull all that extra, I wouldn't say venom, but whatever. Right. Because she knew that after Zod said, no, she has to believe it and be happy in it. And then him being told that she she's having a negative reaction and him basically not caring. Do you think that Liz did that on purpose and took more than was needed then? I would be surprised if that ends up being the case. I mean, she does end up saying she needs more and she ends up getting more. Right. So, And just the look on her face. Right. That's yeah. why when yeah, he she said was so that. She was shocked that Lida was alive and that he would actually do that to her, I guess. Right. So, yeah, it's. I guess it is possible that she could have uh, done more extracting than what was absolutely necessary. So we jump back into the alternate reality where Seg and Lyda are bound and have their child foretold. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, for a moment. For yeah, a moment. Yeah. We see baby Drew and then teenager Drew. He's going to be assigned to the military guild. And we see adult Zod. And she goes on to say he will conquer 467 planets and eradicate 233 billion life forms. I love it. And then light his face like, wait, 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 hold up. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No. Do it again. Do it again. And nobody else in the room, you know, because everybody's there. Val and Jaina and Dev and Nessa and everybody. And they're all just smiling like, like they didn't hear a word of that. <laughs> right. And, of course, the priestess says, nope, that's what the oracle says is going to happen, and walks out. Of course, Lida... And then things gets, get weirder. Yeah. Dev asks Lida if everything's all right, and then goes on to ask how she can abandon him when she told him that she loved him. He says that what she says now won't change what Lida did, and when he turns to walk away from her, his arm is missing. ho, <laughs> ho. And she looks horrified. Yes. As she should. And Lida turns to Dev's wife, Nessa, and Nessa says that all the people Lida loved have suffered to protect her. And the guest. Oh, man. Nessa was just like tearing into her. Oh, yeah. She was. And of course, all the guests start to glare at Lida as she runs out. And we see her later looking out on the city, and Seg and Jaina arrive and ask if she's all right. And Lida insists that she is, but her husband says that he can't believe her after she betrayed all of them and chose her son Zod. Lida notices Jaina bleeding, and Jaina reminds her that she's the one who shot her. And she's like, no, no, I wouldn't do that. It's like, well... Yeah. So Lida's true memories are starting to flood back inside with a weakened uh, mercy. Uh. I did see something that had asked her. I didn't read the whole thing, you know, how she felt about this episode. She's like, it's great if you want to spend the whole time laying there with tentacles coming out of your mouth. Right. Yeah. That had to be tough. <laughs> that just, yeah. I mean, obviously not the whole thing was in there, but that had to be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. So we check back in on Liz, who tells Zod that the half-life of the toxin is apparently limitless and a host could remain Bound to the mercy forever. 
Zod explains that he's learned that the only way to break free of it is to reject its false reality, but only if you have the awareness to see through the false reality. Liz wonders what will happen to Lyda, and Zod tells her to focus on what will happen to her if she doesn't bend Doomsday to his will. <laughs> Dude, why do you keep threatening the only people who are essentially on your side? Right. Like, she's trying to do this, and you're like, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to basically kill you. Yeah. She says uh, the toxin should weaken Doomsday's will without its succumbing to the hallucinations. And Liz injects Doomsday with the toxin and reports that it's working, but she'll need more. Right. And so they go back to Lyda and she extracts some more as Zod receives a report that Seg and Nyssa have been caught. And Zod orders that they be taken to his quarters so he can speak to them. Yeah, that could only end well. Yeah. So after everybody is gone from Lyda's side, she wakes up from her hallucination and pulls the mercy out of her. Ugh, and, yeah, that was gross. That was tough. Because it that just was... coming and coming. And coming. Oh. Yeah, I, I've seen essentially things like this in, in other shows. Either they're putting a tube in, they're taking it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's gross. Yes. And then, of course, when her leaning over and hurling, that wasn't any better. <laughs> no. <laughs> And she manages to stagger to her feet after falling off the table and then tries to hide as a Sagittari guard comes in after hearing the noise. And boy, she re recovers real quick because she goes to fighting on him. I was wondering if this guy then just knew he was she was there the whole time. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Because <laughs> if that's the case, because this seems like this isn't a place that Zod would just let people happen upon. Right. And he deserved to be shot. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Zod had a guard outside to keep anybody from seeing Lyda in that state. Man, he must have either been a really p big piece of crap or seriously reconditioned. Right. And as they struggle, it looks like the guy's getting the upper hand. Weapon goes off, and fortunately, it hits him instead of Lyda. It's kind of funny, because Lyda's like, okay, this is the reality then. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Please let this be the reality. <laughs> <laughs> so we go check in on Zod, who is talking to Nyssa and Seg. And of course, he wonders who's watching Jor. And insists that he would never let anything happen to his brother. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. We totally believe that one. Yeah. And of course, at least he's smart enough to figure that Jane and Deb are with them. So, of course, he's got his Sagittarius out looking for them. Maybe he's in Krypton daycare, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Seg points out that Zod let Lyda die and Zod asks if he would have negotiated with Zack. He angrily says that Val stands with Jax and explains that Val bombed the elevator station, taking thousands of lives. Which now, why do they even kind of believe him? I mean, we know what happened, but right. why did they believe him after all the lies he's been spouting? Yeah. <laughs> well, they looked at each other, kind of questioning what he was saying, but still concerned. Mm -hmm. So... Nissa defends Val, and Zod says they chose to demonize only him and says that he loved Lyda. 
Yeah, right. Zeg takes a step closer to Zod and says if you truly love Lida, she'd still be there. And Zod says that Jack's corrupted Val and he asks them to join forces with him for Krypton's future. And Zeg points out that the somatic reconditioning doesn't work on him. And Zod says, yeah, well, I'm going to oversee Nissa's reconditioning and the Sagittari take them away. Yeah. This is See, not good. <laughs> no, it's not. But I feel like Seg could have said some some kind of jab about, oh, yeah, you did a bang-up job with Brainiac and, yeah. and with, you know, negotiating. Like, he could have totally did a bunch of digs, but right, bigger man. So we go back to Fort Roz and two Sagittari get the drop on Jane and Dev, ordering them to drop their weapons. And they have no choice but to do so. And the Sagittari says that Zod doesn't want them alive, but before they can shoot, two shots ring out, the Sagittari drop, and we see Lyda standing there with the gun. Surprise me. Surprise yeah. Jaina, <laughs> Jaina even more. And you hear Lyda go, Mama, as she's about to fall down, and Jaina goes to catch her. Right. Elida gets them into a room using her old security codes, which will at least get them in and the door shut so they should be safe for a while. And Dev demands to know who she is pointing his gun at her. Well, I mean, I totally get that. Oh, absolutely. I would have done the same thing. Of course, Jaina tells him to stop and Lida says that her clone must have died and she was imprisoned in a fantasy until something went wrong. And memories of her real life bled through. It's just rough even seeing that because you know Jaina's got to be kind of struggling with this. Like, this doesn't make sense, but I don't know if I should question too much. Right. And then we get a flashback where Zod confronts Lyda and, and insists that the colonization of alien planets is their future and doomsday is the most efficient pass towards them and he says that Lyda taught him that victory requires sacrifice and Lyda was the one who taught him that Lyda refuses to let Zod do it and says that they can find another way <laughs> I was like all right now this is the Lyda that we, that we know exactly and Zod tells her that Seg has made her weak and Lyda insists that Seg has made her stronger even after his apparent death and Zod attacks her in the two fight. He finally pins her to the floor and says he will give her more time. And she will one day realize that she was wrong to doubt him. As we see oh, yeah, her sure. choking Lida out. And then we hear the yell. Right. So that's what Seg actually seen in the Phantom Zone. Yep. So that surprised me. Yes, it did. Because Zod even stopped and he looked like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the fantasy resets and Lida's back in her apartment. She realizes that none of it is real and told Jaina that she's happy, but that's not enough when the world is in danger. Of course, Seg comes in and says all that he wants is for them to be together. Lida tells him that she loves him and wants to spend her life with her, but she can't. She's and just as it's going, it's like, oh, she could have totally got sucked right back in, though. Oh, yeah. She says that Brainiac took Seg away, and she shot Jaina and has been trying to run from her wrong choice ever since. She insists that none of this is real and breaks out of the fantasy. So back. And 
I loved it because Jaina is just kind of like, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at her like, I don't know if I should believe this, but right. okay. Yeah. All that matters is that you're here now. Right. And Dev apologizes for ever doubting her. And Jaina says that Seg is back, but he's in danger. And they want to get Lyda far away, but that ain't happening. She's not going to abandon Seg and checks the detention center plans to find Nissa and Seg. She tells Dev and Jaina that she won't lose Seg again. So Seg and Nissa are tossed into a cell and Seg figures that Zod is scared that they can defeat him. Because that was a pretty serious cell. Yes, it was. And of course, Seg wonders why he puts people in danger to help other people he loves. And Nissa says that she chose to be there and they'll be all right because their son still needs them. Seg tells her that he doesn't know how they're going to find Jor, but promises to be with Nissa every step of the way. You might ought to watch your words there, Seg. <laughs> right. Like when he said that and we know Light is alive, I'm going, oh. Yeah. You're going to have a tough decision to make here very shortly, I'm afraid. I honestly thought he was going to say something about like being bound together. Right. We hear a noise from above and it ends up being Dev and tells him to step back. And then he uses his mega brainiac arm to knock (laughs) out the energy field over the top of their cell. That was pretty awesome. So, of course, Zod receives word that Seg and Nyssa have escaped, and the Sagittari says that the alarms in the shipyard have been activated. And, of course, you get to see Sagittari running all over the place, and, of course, they one group runs into some engineers and draws their weapons on them until they're told that they're just engineers. Right. It's like, guys, I'm not whatever you think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, okay, um, can you put your guns away? And then whoever said, that's not them. Right. I thought it was Lyda. Yeah. <laughs> or not Lyda, Jaina. It yeah. sounded kind of like Jaina, sorry. Right. It definitely was a female voice. Yeah. So Dev leads Seg and Nissa into the catacombs, and Dev starts to tell Seg about Lyda. <laughs> Hey, I got something to tell you real quick. And before he can get the word out, they turn the corner and there she is. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Dev says that it's the real Lida. Right. And then Nissa's even like, what? 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 Holy yeah. cow. What is this? <laughs> yeah. The look on her face was just, oh. It was amazing. Yes. And she didn't look mad or anything like that. No, it was just pure shock. Right. And, of course, Seg and Lyda kiss. And, of course, Zod heads over to the room where Lyda was, only to find she's not there, and tells one of his Sagittari that they will wipe out every rebel on Wegthor. Oh, that's great. Aren't you acting more like a three-year-old there, Zod? You know, you... When things don't go your way, you stomp your feet and have a little temper tantrum. I'm going to just kill everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's great. That's working out just perfect for you. Well, what do you guys think about this? The way Zod's acting, the way, you know, everything's going so far. Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or go over to the website, fangirlzone.com, and 
check out the contacts page and there's a multitude of ways you can get a hold of us in our multiverse. And we would love to share everything. And while you're at it, if you can rate, review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Must I perform every task myself? Find them or it'll be you in that cell. And until next time. <laughs>